Welcome everyone to Couch Potato Diary, coming to you from the Clearwater Cleaning Solutions broadcast studio, your one-stop commercial residential cleaning company based out of Calgary with a fantastic team ready to make your life simpler and easier by fulfilling all of your cleaning needs. Check them out online, clearwatercleaningsolutions.com. You can find me online, social media, Twitter, and Instagram. I'm at primetimeclean, twitch.tv slash primetimepk, and you can email the show couchpotatodiary at yahoo.com. Coming up on the show today, a whole lot of previewing. We get ready for the National Football League's divisional round. We get ready for UFC 283 and we get ready to try to make a bit of money on it at today's ticket presented by Betstamp at the end of the show. Download the Betstamp app, use the referral code COUCH to let them know that we sent you. It is the Travago of sports gambling. You see all the different lines from all the different sports books for all the different games, and it helps get that return on investment that you want in the sports gambling world. So we got a lot to get to today. Let's get to it. Hi, I'm Kim Carson. And I'm Peter Klein, and this is We Had No Idea. A podcast about world events that you know about but might have fallen asleep for during history class. Or social studies, however you learned history in high school. Each week, we'll do a deep dive into important topics throughout history. So whether you already know everything or feel like you need a top up on some history, we'll be here for you. Listen to us each week wherever you get your podcasts. Woo! All right, let's start with the National Football League on this Fights in Football Friday. Uh, it is the divisional round, so four games on the schedule. We ranked them yesterday. Uh, let's go into how we think these games are going to go. Um, it is Jacksonville taking on the Kansas City Chiefs. Jacksonville, 13th in DVOA. They are 9th in offense, uh, 26th in defense taking on the Kansas City Chiefs, who are fourth in DVOA. They are first in offense. They are 17th on the defensive side of the ball. Jacksonville averaging 24 points a game, uh, three and seven against the spread in their last 10, going up against uh, Kansas City. Uh, so that's their last 10 games going against KC. I understand I paused in a weird spot there. Um, they're four and five on the road this year. They're five and one in their last six against the spread and six and oh straight up to get into this divisional round, taking on a Chiefs team that have uh, 29 points per game, seven and one at home this season, two and four against the spread in their last six. We've kind of creeped back into that whole Kansas City doesn't cover thing that we, we've been dealing with for a bit. The spread is at nine and a half. The total has just skyrocketed now to 53. A lot of the money is on Kansas City. We can see all of this information over on Betstamp. I like the Chiefs in this spot. Um, the, the the number is a touch high. It is just the, the slightest bit high, and it is begging to be teased, right, down through the key number of seven, down through key number of three as well. Um, so they're, they're just begging for you to, to go with a, a tease. And it, it might not be a bad play to go with the teases in this spot. I am going to say my pick officially for this is Kansas City minus nine and a half. The number that just jumps out to you is Jacksonville, 26th in defense. Um, the the Chargers, I mean, again, like some of the turnovers, unfortunate. Chargers still lit them up on offense as well. Um, they, they were not able to run the ball to close the game out. But I think that was more what the Chargers did wrong. Um, I, I don't, I think Jacksonville's coming. I, they are not on the Kansas City level. I, I think the Chiefs start the weekend off with a big win. My pick here is Kansas City minus 9.5. Number is a bit too high for us to officially click on it, though. The second game on Saturday, it is the New York Giants taking on the Philadelphia Eagles. Uh, the Giants, 21st in DVOA, 10th in offense, 29th in defense. Philadelphia, 3rd in DVOA, 3rd in offense, 6th in defense. The Giants, 21, uh, just about 21.5 points per game. 2-8 and eight in their last 10 against Philadelphia. They were 5-4 and four on the road this season, including a road win um, this weekend in the wildcard round. 
as uh, they were able to advance into this game with a win over the Vikings. 5-0 and against the spread in their last five. The Eagles, 28 points per game, 7-2 and at home this season, but 1-4 and against the spread in their last five. A lot of that is Gardner Minshew and Jalen Hurts slowly coming uh, back into this one. The number is down to 7.5. Um, the total, anywhere between 47.5 and, and 48. Um, so again, you can see some value of getting an extra half point, depending on which way you're going, with the, the line shopping you can do at Betstamp. For the Eagles, the key is really health. Lane Johnson um, has been banged up. It sounds like he's going to give it a go. That does not mean he is fully healthy. It just means he's going to try to play because football players are crazy. Um, Jalen Hurts is going to give it a go. Um, he has had some arm issues the last little bit. So the concern here is that Philadelphia is not healthy enough to beat a Giants team that has seemed to found the light in the, the last little bit. My concern for the Giants is that we are vastly overestimating what they can do based off of what they did against a very subpar defense of the Minnesota Vikings um, last week. That Vikings defense couldn't defend anything. This Eagles defense can. You can throw on them a little bit, but I... I I think this Eagles defense is so good. They are a reason why we said that this was a team that had the most talent on it in the NFL coming into this season. I think the run game um, for the Eagles is going to be a huge key on the offensive side of the ball. I don't think the Giants can stop them. I was surprised that that was not more of a part of the attack with Dalvin Cook going up against the, uh, the the New York Giants. I like the pass rush that the Giants can get running the football-wise, though. I think the Eagles are able to, to kind of take advantage a little bit. I think the Eagles get the job done. I do think they cover. Um, taking a look at it, it seems pretty consistent across the board. Minus seven and a half. Uh, from an Eagles perspective, there's a minus eight at power play, so we are getting the best number. Uh, and that one is coming to us from Bet365. So Eagles minus seven at minus 110 is what we are doing there. Going into the Sunday slate, it is the Cincinnati Bengals taking on the Buffalo Bills, a game that we did not get for um, extremely terrifying reasons not too long ago. Um... The Bills coming into this game, first in DVOA, second in offense, fourth in defense. The Bengals, fifth in DVOA, fourth in offense, 11th in defense. The Bengals, 26 points per game. They are 6-3 and three on the road, 7-2 and two against the spread. 12-3 and three against the spread in their last 15 games, and they've won nine in a row. For the um, the, the Bills, 28 points per game, 8-1 and one at home this season, but 4-5 and five against the spread. The over is hit in four of their last five games. They... They seem to get a little bit of a speed wobble against the Miami Dolphins in the wild card round, right? Like, um, Allen throws a couple of interceptions, everything looks a little bit not great, and then he is able to get get back on track and get his team the win. Um, it's I feel like I'm going, well, I don't feel like I'm going, I know I'm going very chalk this week, but I just feel like the, the, the top four teams are the home teams this week, and that... That, that is kind of playing out and how we're making our predictions. The Bengals' offensive line is beat up. Um, I have concerns about how limited their defense was going up against Baltimore. I think it is all pointing towards the Buffalo Bills in this spot. Taking a look at the um, at the line here, we got Buffalo Bills minus 5.5 pretty well across the board. And we have another bet 365 number there, so we are going to take full advantage of of that. Going into the last game, it is Sunday late afternoon. The Dallas Cowboys taking on the San Francisco 49ers. It is a rivalry as old as time. The Cowboys, 6th in DVOA, 15th in offense, 2nd in defense. The 49ers, 2nd in DVOA, 6th uh, in offense, 1st in defense. Dallas, 27 points per game, 
San Francisco, 27 points per game. Uh, you have Dallas 5-4 on the road this season against the spread, while the 49ers 8-2 at home against the spread this season. They have won 10 in a row, while Dallas has won 7 of their last 9. The Cowboys looked great on Monday night. They have a significant rest disadvantage coming into this one, and I just think they have the second best team in this football game. The 49ers, yes, the Cowboys have the better quarterback. Basically everywhere else, I think the 49ers get them, including I think there is a significant coaching edge in this game. I think San Francisco gets it done. Taking a look at the number here, um, minus four at a number of different shops. There's even a minus four and a half. So if you're looking at the Cowboys, you can get plus four and a half at BetVictor and NBet. But if you're looking at the 49ers like we are, you are going to go with CoolBet, who has it at minus 111 for the three and a half point spread for the 49ers. So that is your... NFL preview for the week. We will get into the picks that we clicked a little bit later on, but when we come back, it is time for the fights portion of a Fight and Football Friday, as it is a UFC fight weekend, UFC 283 going down from Brazil. We will get into the main fights on this one coming up next. Music that you hear on Couch Potato Diary is provided by Wasted Talent. You can find them on Instagram at Wasted Talent with X's where the A's would be, and you can find their producer on Instagram at Tommy Fresh Music. The first pay-per-view offering for 2023 for the Ultimate Fighting Championship goes down in Brazil Saturday night as the light heavyweight championship, uh, as John Anik said, going into the last light heavyweight championship about a month ago, uh, will pull up the no vacancy sign at the end of it with Glover Teixeira taking on Jamal Hill. The way this fight came about is insane. Yuri Prohachka uh, goes down with a very significant shoulder injury, so he has to vacate the 205-pound championship that he won from Glover Teixeira. They put it on the line in a championship match to end uh, 2022 with Jan Blachowicz taking on... Um, why am I blanking on this now all of a sudden? Um, but anyway, that fight does not go the way the UFC would have wanted it to go as um, it ends up going to a draw in the, um, in the main event. So the title remains vacant right now um sorry i'm blanking on the the name of who jan blahovich just fought why is this happening magomed on there we go um <laughs> i'm gonna leave all that in don't need to going to um Jan Blahovich and Magomed Ankalaev go to a draw, which means the title stays vacant. And now the vacant championship is on the line one more time as Glover Teixeira takes on Jamal Hill in the night's main event. Uh, Co-main event, it is uh, for the fourth time, Davison Figueredo taking on Brandon Moreno for the UFC's flightweight, uh, flyweight championship. Overall, I think this is an intriguing night of fights. There is one fight on the undercard that has the attention of me, and that is Mauricio Shogun Hua fighting for the final time in Brazil. Um, I think it's... It, 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 look, UFC retirements, we've been able to laugh at them a, a time or eight before, but I, I think that this one is the real deal. Um, I think that this is... Sorry, I think I said UFC 282 before. This is UFC 283. Um, this is... The last time I think we see Mauricio Shogun Hua step into the octagon. A legendary career coming to an end 
this weekend, and I I hope he is able to, to ride off into the sunset successfully. Um, one of the first favorite fighters that I had, um, so selfishly, this is a, a big night for me. I've been able to meet Shogun before, which was a cool experience. I watched him win the UFC Light Heavyweight Championship in Montreal, but he is... A, a true legend in some of the greatest fights the, the the sport has ever seen. His Pride Grand Prix run is one of the, the great years that you will see in the history of combat sports. Um, and then I, I think he played an important part in kind of passing the torch to John Jones as Jones beats him um, to, to become the light heavyweight champion and starting his ascent in kind of a, a passing of the torch moment. But Shogun... Um, just some unbelievable fights and what he has done for the sport cannot be overstated. So to Shogun Hua, we say thank you for an amazing career. On the main card, uh, we're just going to focus on three fights here. Paul Craig taking um, on Johnny Walker. Uh, Paul Craig, 16-5 and five coming into this bout. He lost his last fight to Volkan Ozdemir back in July. He will be taking on Johnny Walker, who is 19-7, and seven, coming off of a win over Ion Kuntelaba. Uh, but Walker has certainly struggled leading up to that fight, uh, as he is 2-4 and four in his last six Bouts. So a couple of guys who I think need wins. Um, I think Johnny Walker needs his a little bit more. Uh, Craig, this one, you could argue that a, a loss to Volkan Ozdemir is just um, just kind of a, a speed bump as he had a four-fight winning streak that featured wins over Shogun Hua, uh, sorry, Shogun Hua and Jamal Hill. Uh, so I think Craig gets the win in that fight. Uh, also on this card, before we get to our, our three fights that we're focusing on, Jessica Andrade taking on Lauren Murphy. Andrade is just uh, an absolute wrecking ball that we have seen before um, this fight in the women's flyweight division uh, for Andrade. This is um, a return back to flyweight after returning to strawweight in her last bout against Amanda Limos, where she won that one. She also beat uh, Cynthia Calvillo by knockout. So back-to-back first-round finishes after loss to Valentina Shevchenko for the flyweight championship. Going up against Lauren Murphy, who has really carved out a very nice career for herself um, after... It, it just felt like she has been underestimated time and time again. She's 16-5 and in her career. Also rebounded from a loss against Valentina Shevchenko for a win against Misha Tate. Lauren Murphy is more natural for this weight class, but Jessica Andrade, I think, is a more dynamic fighter. I think Andrade is able to get the job done. Let's get to the three fights that we are mainly focusing on on this card. We will start with Gilbert Burns taking on Neil Magny. Burns, 36 years old. He stands at 5'10 out of Rio de Janeiro, Brazil, uh, training at Sanford MMA with Henry Hooft. 20-5 for the MMA career. Six KO wins, eight submission wins. He has been knocked out twice in his losses and lost three decisions. Uh, his last bout against Hamzat Chemaev back at UFC 273, a unanimous decision loss. He has lost two of his last three, but the two L's coming to Hamzat and Kamaru Usman, which ended a six-fight winning streak. For someone who is known as having quite a bit of power, um, he his last TKO win came back in 2020 against Damian Maya. A pro since 2012, he is a world jiu-jitsu champion and uh, a world nogi champion as well. Taking on Neil Magny, 35 years old, six foot three, born in Brooklyn, New York, fighting uh, out of Elevation Fight Team, 27-9 for his career, 11 wins by way of stoppage, and he has been stopped seven times in his career. His last stoppage win was his last win back in November over Daniel Rod uh, Rodriguez, a third round submission win. He's won three of his last four to work his way back up the rankings. He is the winningest 
welterweight in the history of the sport. Um, and that win over Daniel Rodriguez, the last time he stopped someone since 2018. The Tough 16 finalist is 19-8 and in the Ultimate Fighting Championship since making his debut back at UFC 157. Always love doing these. What was going on at UFC 157? Well, Neil Magny debuted on Facebook, because that was a thing at the time. The co-main event featured Lyoto Machida taking on Dan Henderson, speaking of uh, Shogun Hua, a couple of his main rivals. And the main event was the first ever women's fight in UFC history as Ronda Rousey faced Liz Carmouche for the championship back then. So it's been a minute for Magni, who's been a pro since 2010, and before that was an army veteran who was deployed to Kuwait. Um, I have all the respect in the world for Magni. Uh, I think he is technically sound basically everywhere at this point. At six foot three, he is going to have a rather substantial length advantage. I don't know if any of that matters. I think Gilbert Burns um, is able to bring the power. I think he is able to kind of control where this fight goes. Um, I just view him as a bit more of a powerful uh, version uh, of Magni. I, I do think that, again, Burns pretty well-rounded, Magni well-rounded, but I, I think Burns is going to, to have just a, a slight explosive edge, so I think Burns gets the job done here, probably by unanimous decision. The Flyweight Championship on the line as Davison Figueredo and Brandon Moreno face off for the fourth time. One, one, and one. Each has won a fight, and they had a draw in the first encounter. Figueiredo, 35 years old, at five foot five, born in Brazil, training out of fight ready and shoot box Diego, uh, with Diego Lima. 21-2-1 for his MMA career. Nine wins by knockout, eight by submission. He's been submitted once and lost by decision. His last fight came at UFC 270 against Brandon Moreno, a unanimous decision win. His last three fights have all been against Moreno. His last non-Brandon Moreno fight was my birthday, November 21st. 2020. So this man has spent my entire 30s fighting uh, Brandon Moreno so far. 9-2-1 in the octagon is Davison Figueiredo. He's making his return to Brazil for the first time since his third UFC bout back in 2018. He is a pro since 2012. Uh, his father was a buffalo herder, and his brother Francisco is also a UFC fighter. Figueiredo is a BJJ black belt. Taking on the 29-year-old Moreno, the interim Flyweight champion of the world, uh, 29 years old, five foot seven, out of Tijuana, Mexico, training at Glory MMA and Fitness. 26 and two for the career. Uh, four wins by knockout, 11 by submission. All six of his losses have been decision losses. His last bout was a TKO win against Kaikara France at UFC 277. That win came in the third round, uh, came after the three fights with Figueredo. The first ever Mexican UFC champion, Moreno, is 5-1-2 in this second run in the UFC after he went 3-2 and two and was cut from the Ultimate Fighting Championship. The Tough 24 alum is a pro since 2011. If you have been listening to my shows the whole time, you will know that I feel like every one of these bouts that these three have had has been decided by Figueredo. And I know what you're thinking, two of the results did not go Figueredo's way. Um, the, the one is a draw because of an illegal strike that Figueredo threw, and I just felt like he kind of overcompensated uh, a little bit for maybe some gas tank issues he may have, and just kind of... He never really got out of first gear in that second fight against Moreno. I think the third fight is a bit more indicative of what Figueredo can do, and I think he's able to get the job done. Also, should be noted, Brandon Moreno, a student with James Krause, who is no longer allowed to, um, to be a coach 
in the for any fighter in the Ultimate Fighting Championship due to investigations around some shady business going on with some gambling allegations. So uh, a new coach for Moreno going into Figueredo's hometown. I think for Figueredo gets a job done, and I think he gets a, the job done uh, inside the distance. I, I don't think the, the judges are... Uh, required for this one. And that brings us to the main event, the vacant light heavyweight championship on the line. Glover Teixeira taking on Jamal Hill. Teixeira, 43 years old at six foot two, born in Brazil, trains at Teixeira MMA and Fitness. 33 and eight for his career, 18 wins by knockout, 10 wins by submission. He has been stopped four times in his career, three by knockout, one by submission, including that one submission was his last fight, UFC 275, where he lost the light heavyweight championship to Yuri Prohachka, which ended a six fight winning streak where he finished five um, after alternating wins and losses. The former UFC light heavyweight champion hasn't gone to a decision since 2019, 15 and six in the UFC. He made his UFC debut at UFC 146 again on Facebook. Um, the main event of that one was JDS beating Frank Mir for the heavyweight championship. And the next UFC event, Michael Chiesa won tough. Glover Teixeira has been a pro since 2002 and a second degree black belt in jujitsu. Jamal Hill, 31 years old at six foot four training out of Chicago, um, or sorry, born in Chicago training at Black Lion at BJJ, 11 and one with one no contest. He has seven wins by knockout and his one loss, he was knocked out in. His last bout was in August, a knockout win over Tiago Santos, a three fight winning streak, all of them by knockout. He's won his last four by knockout, Four and one with one no contest in the UFC after coming into the ultimate proving ground off of a win on Dana White's Contender Series. A pro since 2017, Hill is a BJJ blue belt. Glover Deshera has had such an interesting career because for a long time, there was a visa issue that kept him out of the UFC. So he was for forever the best fighter who was not in the UFC and the best fighter who couldn't make it into the UFC. And then he does, and he's everything you could have imagined. And he gets a title fight against John Jones and John Jones beats him up. And then there's this bit of a stretch where Glover doesn't really have it. And we said there, he alternated wins and losses for six fights. That's that's a bit of a stretch. You don't do these every week. And now something has clicked again, and he has figured it out in the back part of his career. He made one mistake in that Prohachka fight. He was winning every moment of that Yuri Prohachka fight until he gets a, a knockdown and he drops for submission. Prohachka catches him in a submission of his own, and he loses the belt. Otherwise, none of this title nonsense is going on. For Jamal Hill, obviously explosive power in his hands with um, a number of knockout victories on his ledger. I just don't think... Like, look, he has the power that he can win this fight with one punch. But I, I don't think Glover Teixeira is going to provide him the opportunity to find that. I think Teixeira is so much more well-rounded. I think he is smart enough on his feet to not get caught. I think Glover Teixeira gets this one done, uh, and I think he gets it done inside the distance. I think Glover Teixeira gets a submission win coming up here at UFC 288. Three. So that is the breakdown for the UFC and the NFL. When we come back, it's time to figure out what picks we clicked on today's ticket. The studio sponsor for Coach Potato Diary is Clearwater Cleaning Solutions. They are your one-stop commercial and residential cleaning company based out of Calgary. They have a fantastic team ready to make your life simpler and easier by fulfilling all your cleaning needs.
Time for today's ticket presented by Betstamp. Download the Betstamp app, use referral code COUCH to let them know that I sent you. Um, you get to see all the different odds on from all the different sports books for all of the things that we talk about on here. Um, it really does do a great job of helping get a little bit more return on your vest investment. You can also, also... Um, track how you're doing in all the different sports. So that, that is also a, a nice help as well. So let's get into our picks here. Um, we were looking at Jessica Andrade taking on uh, Lauren Murphy. Unfortunately, we don't have the fighter props uh, just yet up on Betstamp. So hopefully those will come up by the time you are looking at these. I would look at um, I would look at Andrade by finish there. So we don't really get the value. We are going to go Shogun. Shogun's last ride, why not go with Mauricio Shogunhua? Um, he is plus 187 at bet 365. That is the best number you can get there. Coolbet has him at plus 168, and then a couple others have him at plus 175. Plus 187 for Mauricio Shogunhua. Uh, that one coming to us from the fine folks over at bet 365. In the main event of the evening, uh, we Glover Teixeira is the underdog right now. Uh, bet 99. I will take that bet. Uh, oh, underdog everywhere. Okay. Uh, so you got plus 110 at a few different spots, but bet 99 has the best number there with uh, plus 110. There's a plus 105 at Sports Interaction, plus 104 at uh, Pinnacle. So... Look at that. I was not anticipating that one. And in the main event, uh, oh, we can get plus money on Davis and Figueredo as well. All right. The odds maker's not seeing it the way I'm seeing it, but I am liking this. We'll go bet 99 again for Figueredo there to beat Brandon Moreno. So three fights on our UFC ticket with um, Davis and Figueredo to win, Glover Teixeira to win, and Mauricio Shogun Hua to win. We are going to click the track button on uh, that one. And then we are going to go over to the NFL. Um, as we said before, three games that kind of caught our attention. I do think the Eagles get the job done. The best number to get them at is at minus seven and a half over at Bodog going to the Sunday slate. I do think that the Buffalo Bills will be able to beat the Cincinnati Bengals by more than six points. So minus five and a half with the Bengals at Coolbet and San Francisco minus three and a half at Coolbet over the Dallas Cowboys. So there we go. Six picks have been clicked on the Betstamp app. We have hit track so we can see how we do in with these selections and we'll run through it all next week. That is today's ticket presented by Betstamp. Download the app and use the referral code COUCH. That is going to do it for the program today. Thank you all so much uh, for downloading and for listening. I greatly appreciate it. Thank you to Clearwater Cleaning Solutions, the studio sponsor for Couch Potato Diary. Thank you to Betstamp, and thank you to you. Hopefully you enjoy the fights and the football, and we'll talk to you all next week. Have a good weekend, everyone. I'm out.